Hello, you're listening to the Rosenfeld Review, where we're just a bunch of blind men trying to figure out that elephant. And I'm the blindest guy of them all, Lou Rosenfeld. Today, I'm joined by Kit Unger. Hi, Kit. Hi, Lou. Great to have you on the show. Uh, Kit is the Senior Director of Experience Design at Smartsheet. And uh, she has some fantastic experience of kind of getting UX teams going at places like the IRS and Bloomberg government and CQ, all government stuff or related to the government. But what's really interesting for me, and I think for a lot of people in the UX community is being one of those uh, teams of one at a startup that becomes something big quickly. And that's what I understand has happened at Smartsheet Kit. That's right. Thanks, Lou, for having me. Yeah, so uh, you, you, you were there um, from the very beginning? No, uh, the company was founded in 2005, uh, 2006. So it was around for um, about almost 10 years before I joined in 2014. So there was a, a lot of UX debt uh, that had built up. And how big was the, the team or the, the organization when you joined? Uh, it was about 100. I think I was employee number 114. And how I many are you up to now? Uh, about 1,800 Ooh. or so. So yeah. that's pretty rapid. And, and has your, your team growth uh, paralleled that? Yeah. It's, uh, so like you said, you know, I started as a UX team of one, and we're now up to about 40 um, UX designers, researchers, uh, UX writer, program managers, you know, design ops, that kind of thing. So you, you, you were a team of one, you blinked your eye and now you get 40 people working with you. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was that easy, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the interesting thing is, um, well, there's a lot of interesting things about this type of role and, and what happens in the blink of an eye, but, uh, Kit is the theme leader for a, a whole theme on this issue of, um, when you are, um, trying to have your organization, uh, your, your design organization keep up with rapid growth where one moment you are a startup and, and the next moment you're an enterprise, or at least you're showing, uh, the many of the dysfunctions of an enterprise. And, uh, we have on September 1st at the enterprise experience conference, uh, that whole day that kid is running devoted to this theme. And uh, I know we have Vivi Rosenstein from Zendesk, uh, Vasilios uh, Zanthopoulos from Lego, uh, Jackie Ho from uh, VMware, a really great lineup uh, of people who've been through uh, similar challenges. And, uh, and then the day is wrapped up with our keynoter, Trisha Wang, who is amazing. If you know anything about Trisha, you won't want to miss her keynote. So. Kit, all these folks uh, uh, like yourself dealing with this rapid growth, what, I mean, like w looking back on it, and you've been through this a few times now, I understand. What's the big lesson? What, what do you wish you would have known uh, before you started? Um, I really wish that I had added design ops a lot earlier than I had. What, what number uh, higher of your 40 was uh, the design ops and what number do you wish it had been? Uh, I just hired him last November and I don't remember what number he was, probably around 30. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had done it at 12. <laughs> okay, say more. Yeah, yeah. I think that would have helped a great deal. 
we'll, we'll say more about that. Uh, yeah. what, what, what were the shortfalls uh, along the way that you wish uh, you would have had that person in place for? Just everything, right? So, you know, when I think about rapid growth and, and scaling, there, I think about people and processes and, and product. And, um, uh, he, you know, he just, he's just been such a huge help with program management and some of these, these larger, you know, design ops and research ops. And mm-hmm. um, uh, so how was that getting there. done? Uh, or was it just not getting done? Or were you doing it on top of, uh, you know, 80 hours of other responsibilities? Exactly. Right. So I, I've probably been putting in, you know, close to 60, 70 hours a week, uh, every week for, for several years. But, wow. um, you know, I think I also, another lesson learned is to, to get the managers in place. Like I, I have an awesome, uh, leadership team. In fact, you know, Lada, Lada is one of the curator for enterprise US. The lead curator. Yeah. Yeah. And she's awesome. And so, um, uh, well, let me just back up a hair and, and just kind of tell my story about, you know, starting as a, as a team of one in, in 2014. So I was living on the East coast at the time, smart sheets in Seattle or the Seattle area. And, um, I would, um, I, I, for my first year working at Smartsheet, I lived on the East coast and I would just travel, um, to, to the office, like, you know, once a month for, for a week at a time. And, uh, that's when I would try to, that's when I would make sure to do all of the research and to try and prove the value of a human centered process. Right. So I would, I would do baseline usability testing and I would, um, I would invite the product managers and the, uh, you know, the executives and engineers and whoever would, would come listen. Because when I started, I was a team of um, one, but there were already like eight product managers. And when you're a team of one, you have to do everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to do, you have to wear many hats and you have to perform every aspect of a human centered design process. So, you know, including research and ideating, prototyping, testing, iterating, and on and on, right? All the while you're trying to prove that value. So um, anyway, so I would, you know, that's the week I was there. I would just gather everybody and like, you know, watch, you know, watch these users try to do simple things, things that we know they should be able to do without friction, things we know that um, are correlated with conversion that, you know, they can't do easily. And then the, I would see what was wrong. I would go build prototypes to address these problems. The next month I would come out and do more usability testing. And, and you know, they would see like, oh, hey, the error rate went from uh, 88% to 8% or, you know, zero out of five people last month could complete this task with ease to five out of five people could complete this task with ease. And so like once you've proven the value, then you get the trust and the buy-in, um, you know, from, from the executives and they start investing and you, you know, you're able to start growing the team. And so that took about a year, a uh, year and a half. And as soon as I got a lot of, you know, not a lot, but as soon as I got, you know, my first um, growth spurt, I hired Lada and three other researchers immediately because, you know, while I designers can do usability testing, you need you need you need the big guns to come in to do the real research, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and so. Well, I have uh, a question before you before you go on uh, into that sure. the, beyond the sort of getting past the the team of one stage. 
did you ever find that um, you were sort of in this weird position, this pickle of, um, well, um, I need more resources, clearly, but um, I yet I want to do a good job, and I'm now working 70, 80 hours a week, and, you know, so they the leadership thinks, oh, well, you know, she's doing a great job. We don't necessarily need more. So how do you, like, how do you sort of show that you are doing, you know, your best, but that you, you know, you, your function is yet understaffed and mm-hmm. without it seeming like you're not doing the work, you know, how do you right. make it, how do you make it clear that you're working at your uh, capacity and you need more people when it's still that, all new to them? That is an excellent question. And, and, you know, at every stage of growth, you've got to figure that out again and again and again. But back then, um, like I said, there were like eight product managers and they, they would come to these, these monthly usability tests and they would see, oh, well, that makes sense. I, I need some UX help. And then you would just kind of, or I would get them to, to help make the, um, the case for me. Right. And so they would go, uh, we need more UX support. And that, that was one, um, one. So you were building your, your support system. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. That's a must. And I, and, you know, also getting in with um, having monthly conversations with the CEO back then, like now he's too busy, but, you know, at the time going in and showing some prototypes for future vision, you know, ideas and that, that would help too. Um, So I'm also wondering, you know, the, the kind of person who is a team of one person mm-hmm. is um, often what I think of as a, a person who's a gap filler. They're not necessarily like a fantastic practitioner or manager even. I'm th- kind of thinking of myself here, to be honest. Uh, but a lot of people I know who go into a new situation uh, are willing to do it, see it before other people see the need, are you know of a certain personality type. And, um, are you seeing this? Like, you, you know, I don't know about you, but maybe with people on your, uh, on your, uh, on your theme and enterprise experience who are speaking, uh, or, or other people in this role, do they quickly find that their personality type or their skill set doesn't scale, um, beyond, uh, a team of one or a small team? I, I haven't, um, I don't personally know anybody where it doesn't scale, you know, beyond a team of one um, I, with me myself, I'm, it's getting to the point where, um, you know, once, I, once I started growing the team, I got further and f- I love UX. Like I have huge passion for the field of UX. I love everything about it. Like my b- background is in, in uh, back in the, well, I won't go back too far, but back in the nineties, nineties, <laughs> yeah, that's was, nothing. Anyway, <laughs> I was a graphic designer um, at a newspaper until Craigslist came and kind of ran that whole industry into the ground. But, um, you know, so then I got into web design and back then, you know, this was before they coined, um, UX as a, as a term, Mm -hmm. but we were doing UX things. We were doing information architecture, for example, we just didn't know that that's what it was called until you wrote the book. Right. You know, I just grew up through the ranks and, and, you know, it, being a graphic designer and moving into web design was, was a natural progression for me. And, um, 
And you're right. I did jump in and just to fill in gaps. Like I, you know, you see a need and, and you do that. Um, but now like with the team being 40 people, it's, I'm getting further and further away from, um, you know, the hands-on work that I love doing. Um, and it's becoming more about, um, dealing with personnel issues or organizational design. And, um, so actually, um, this, this is a recent development in, in my career. I'm going to be um, s- stepping aside to run a smaller team all about innovation. So I'm really excited about this development in my career, you know, at Smartsheet. So I think we have a VP coming in next month um, to actually, you know, run the team and to scale it because we're going to keep scaling. We're just going to keep growing. We're at 40, but, you know, we want to get to 150, right? And um, so that's exciting. Well, Kit, that, that's, that's amazing. And um, I will just say um, two things to you before we take a quick break. Uh, one is I want your job. And two, um, don't, don't, don't look behind you. <laughs> I'm coming. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and yeah. uh, we'll yeah. get right back to uh, talking with Kit Unger. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you want more, Not only do we have a whole bunch of podcasts in our archive, but we have something that's very current, very alive, and very engaging for groups. And that is our communities. Rosenfeld Media runs a variety of communities that meet on a monthly basis for video conferences on a variety of topics near and dear to UX people, ranging from an enterprise experience to advancing research to design and research operations. I want to encourage you join one of our communities again it is free by going to rosenfeldmedia.com communities not only will you get a monthly video conference that you can listen in on and participate in ask questions and so forth we'll give you access to the recordings and uh, for some of those communities we're talking about dozens of recordings with really interesting presenters and facilitators you'll also get a newsletter and you'll uh, get access to an advice columnist. Yes, we actually are providing advice columnists for each community. And finally, one of the most important things is if you're interested in our conferences, our communities correspond to our conferences. So you will be the first to know when programs uh, when programs go live, uh, when tickets go on sale. And by the way, most of our conferences sell out. So that's that could be a good perk. And other good things about our conferences, such as uh, when the scholarship applications open up. So go to rosenfeldmedia.com slash communities. You're going to find something that's free, something that's interesting, and it's a great opportunity to find your tribe as well. We'll see you there. You're listening to the Rosenfeld Review, and we're talking with Kit Unger from Smartsheet and uh, one of the theme leaders at Enterprise Experience 2020, which I don't think I mentioned uh, and that would be really dumb of me. It is happening August 31st through September 3rd. Virtually, you can learn more at enterpriseexperience.net. And Kit is running the second day where we're talking about what it's like uh, f- to do um, UX in a setting that went quickly from a startup or small to a, to an enterprise or at least behaving like an enterprise. And Kit, so you've got um, a great group of people speaking that you're helping get ready. You're spending the next few months, uh, uh, have been spending a couple of months uh, meeting with them and, and taking their ideas from uh, 
from a concept to what will ultimately be a, a finely polished presentation. Mm -hmm. uh, folks from uh, Lego, VMware, and Zendesk, what an interesting group of companies. What's going, what are they going to be talking about? Yeah, it's, it, they're, they're an excellent lineup. I'm really excited about it. So our theme is, is you know, all about keeping up with rapid growth and how to with um, the growing pains, you know, at scale. And like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's, it's you know, when you think about rapid growth and scaling, it's, it's a lot about people and processes and, and products. So our first uh, speaker is Vivi Rosenstein, Director of User Research from Zendesk. And um, she is going to be talking about um, how, uh, how she scaled their research practice to support the rapid growth of their development organization, um, uh, which is critical, right? Because like, COVID um, caught, you know, thwarted her plans of, of growing the team. So she was able to grow it a little bit, but then there was you know, a hold on hiring. And so she had to really figure out how to scale um, research. And so she's got some awesome um, tips and tricks to, to, you know, talk about there. She, focusing on end-to-end -end user flows and, and, you know, teaching designers how to conduct user interviews and, and many other things. Well, and, you know, it's important to note that those bumps along the road where, you know, I think when uh, Vivi joined the program uh, before the pandemic, things were, for many of us, growing, growing, growing. And it doesn't always have that smooth uh, arc, unfortunately. And that's all part of the story. So I'm really looking forward to hearing your presentation. Yeah, yeah, she's got a lot of great stuff. And then the next speaker is Vasilios um, uh, Xanthopoulos, and he's the lead UX designer at Lego. Um, he's got a brilliant presentation about raising UX maturity at scale. And uh, you, you were asking me earlier, like, what would I have done different? Um, early on, I would do exactly what Vasilios is going to be talking about. So he, um, he came up with this program that, uh, that he wrote about it in a Medium article, and now Gartner is very interested in talking to him. Um, but he's got um, a two-pronged approach, right? He's got a top-down approach and a bottom-up approach to increasing user-centric uh, maturity. Um, the top down approach is his team, uh, the UX designers on his team are partnering with various business leaders um, and, and they're trying to increase executive support through education, um, vision setting, establishing goals, and basically just driving home the fact that UX is everybody's responsibility. Um, and then, then to augment that, the bottom-up approach is they've established um, basically a mini UX university, UX academy of sorts, mm -hmm. um, where they're creating UX ambassadors, you know, people who are not UX designers, but that, that are interested, um, these UX ambassadors to be embedded on all of the different product teams. And they're, I, I, if I remember correctly, it's a, about a six-month program, and these people... Um, they get to spend 20% of their time going through this program. And it's a mix of classroom teaching, mentoring, hands-on work. And it's just to help them, you know, give them the tools and the knowledge they, they need to carry out the smaller day-to-day -day UX activities. Oh, that's awesome. Uh -huh. That reminds me a bit yeah. of what uh, 
if I understand uh, what Tomer Sharon was doing when he was at um, at WeWork in terms of uh, getting the community uh, managers at all those different locations at WeWork back in the day to um, to basically become UX people to a degree. So glad to see this sort of scaling uh, happening in many different settings. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Um, and then Jackie Ho's going to wrap it up uh, for our theme. She's the design practice lead at VMware Pivotal Labs, and um, her the title of her presentation is uh, "Lead Effectively While Preserving Team Autonomy with Growth Boards." And uh, I, do you know anything about growth boards? Like this, this is new to me. Nope, okay. nothing at all. <laughs> I think it's relatively new, but um, you know. So the point is not now that we've scaled and, and companies, you know, like a, a company might have all these teams in place. How do we keep them accountable? How do we help them maintain their autonomy? Uh, while at the same time, you know, keeping them all aligned and basically how do we make sure everybody's rowing in the same direction and growth boards is a mechanism for doing that. And, um, a growth board it's growth boards. It's, it's in terms of, you know, a board of people, mm -hmm. but also content. And it's um, an implementation of lean governance, uh, which is a method that uh, David Kidder and Eric um, Rice, is that how you say his Reese. name? Reese, same mm -hmm. things, uh, came up with. And um, the whole goal is just to maximize fast and, and um, correct decision-making and help with funding decisions. So she'll walk us through a case study of one of their large clients. Wow, that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and it must be quite a lot of fun working with them over the over these months and uh, seeing their yeah. growth as uh, not only uh, as um, in terms of their ideas, but as speakers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Well, uh, if this is appealing, if this sounds like something you, the listener, would be interested in, uh, this is all going to be at Enterprise Experience Virtual Conference, uh, August 31st through September 3rd. And this part, this day, will be taking place on September 1st. You could just register for the day, but come on. You're, the whole conference is going to be fantastic, of course, and I'm not biased or anything. Before we wrap up, Kit, could you tell me if there's someone or something that really has landed with you that you think our listeners should know about? Sure, yeah. Um, I, I would love to tell everyone about um, Sarah Hubbard, who is um, an up-and-coming leader in our field. Uh, Sarah joined my team about a year and a half ago through an acquisition, um, and she's doing so much to promote women and other represented groups in UX. Um, she's she's one of the co-founders of the CDUX meetup group, and CDUX stands for Seattle Women of Design and UX. Um, I think she started that group a few years ago in 2017. And it, it's, she's already um, gotten it up to a membership of 2,600 people. Um, she's also an instructor and mentor at one of the you know, UX schools around here, School of Visual Concepts. But um, what I really admire about Sarah is her stance that um, companies need to live their values authentically. And I think that's like important in this day and mm -hmm. age of you know, Black Lives Matter and, and just also women just being underrepresented in tech. And you know, she's, she's from the, I'm from the older generation and, um, you know, where we're expected to toe the line, but her generation is speaking out and I think it's awesome. And she's helping us all see that it's not enough to talk about the importance of being diverse. You have to be intentional about it. 
you you can't make a statement that you know we're committed to diversity but then continue to maintain the same hiring practices mm -hmm. and recruiting from the same existing networks that got this industry into the situation of you know mostly male or white male leaders in the first place so um, I, you know, and that's the world I want for my daughter, right? Like a world where women can be their authentic selves. And, um, so I'm, I'm really excited to work with Sarah and it's people like her, it's related to this rapid growth thing. Cause you know, she just forges ahead, right. With what, what she, you, you know, what you were talking about, like fill in the gap and do what's needed. And she just rolls up her sleeves and, and is helping, um, bring the whole industry forward. and. Uh, yeah, I would like everybody to know about her. <laughs> That's awesome. We need more people like that. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Kit, uh, for being on the show today and for sharing your own story, uh, your speaker stories, and Sarah's as well. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, looking forward to, uh, well, seeing you, in a sense, at Enterprise mm -hmm. Experience, uh, the big day on September 1st. Uh, and uh, so glad to have you part of the team. Thanks, Lou. I'm, I'm really excited to be part of it as well. Can't wait. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Rosenfeld Review brought to you by Rosenfeld Media. If you like our show, please subscribe and review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. I'd love it if you tell a friend to have a listen. And please check out our website for over 100 podcasts with other interesting people. You'll find them all at rosenfeldreview.com.